Uh-oh. <laughs> hello, hello. Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Doreen. Good morning, everyone. You know, Doreen, are you having a good Saturday? <laughs> yes, I'm having a good Saturday, actually, you know. And as we enter the holiday season, I'm like, you know let's make it a little bit more spicy so i really like the vibe of the holiday season and since it started snowing here in toronto yesterday i'm like okay this is the sign we are entering the holiday season oh yes it is uh snow uh yeah <laughs> I, I can't i can't do snow it's it's a little too chilly for me oh oh really oh Snow is just the beginning. It's like the appetizer, especially here in Canada. <laughs> and while it's snowing, actually, it means that it's not that cold. When the snow stops, this is when you should start to get worried about how cold the weather is going to be. Ah, uh, yes, I agree. I agree. Now, would you say that you are grateful for the cold weather and the snow? Oh, this one is a tough one. Oh, oh, okay. So I would say no, but there no. is a but. <laughs> uh, because you never get used to the cold and cold is painful, people. The cold is painful. <laughs> but I'm still grateful to be alive and to have a chance and opportunity to experience, you know, the weather, the good weather, the bad weather and everything that happens uh, in life. So I would say yes, till no matter what, I am grateful. So maybe not grateful for the cold, but grateful that you actually have a good life where you can experience the cold. Exactly. So now you guys have seen the title of today's show, Is Gratitude Really a Good Thing? So look, you know that we try to be fair and balanced. We try and bring all different sides to a conversation and bring very different perspectives. Now, I was talking to Doreen before the show, and she disclosed something to me, and I was thinking to myself, I'm glad she said it, because I was thinking the same thing. So I was researching gratitude, because you hear all these sayings. You got to have an attitude of gratitude. Gratefulness is great. So I was trying to find some bad things about gratitude, and I couldn't find a single bad thing about having an attitude of gratitude. And Doreen, she said, well, Rob, um, I don't have anything to balance out the conversation today because I couldn't find anything bad about gratitude. And so I'm thinking, yeah, it is what it is. That's great. <laughs> That's great, actually. And you know, something that I didn't know and that I discovered while doing my research about gratitude is that gratitude, gratitude the word gratitude is derived from the word, um, let, me, let me find my notes here. The word gratitude is derived from the Latin word Gracia, grazia, okay, which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness. And what's interesting, actually, so that in the Latin language, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm French and I'm from Southern France. I was born and raised by the Mediterranean Sea. This is my culture. This is my language. It's very Latin. And actually, grazia, that's the way you say it. Thank you in, in, in Spanish. Gracias, muchas gracias. And you use it also in, in Italian when you say grazie, right? So I found it so interesting to 
to finally like to uh, to realize that we use a, a, a great word the gratitude word on a daily basis in our language in our culture so i do believe it says a lot about depending what part of the world uh, you are in it's the, the the culture and the the words that you use on a daily basis says a lot about you know the the the, the well-being and the way we live within uh, a society so i was like oh that that's kind of cool and i'm kind of proud of it i think that's very cool and you know what you leave it to us english-speaking people and we just mess everything up because we took that and now we just say thank you uh, yeah <laughs> but you know in french though in french though we say merci so but merci like merci it's also like if i want to translate it it's about you know being uh, graceful and being like about something so even though the roots of the word it's not the same the meaning behind is everything at the same way in english but it's true like you english-speaking people let me tell you this robert <laughs> you english-speaking people you take words from uh french and and german a lot of words from uh, the french language and the german language and you mix it up <laughs> yeah and then you decided to change the pronunciation and to change the meaning or the definition and you make it your own souls. <laughs> yes, we do. We are quite unique people. Yes, we do that all the time. So now gratitude, gratitude in and of itself, by, by definition, right? It's the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Now, I think that's pretty cool because we talked about kindness before, too. So gratitude and kindness, they go hand in hand. One really can't survive without the other. And, you know, it's something really interesting. Each year, I like to look up, uh, they do surveys of some of the most satisfied countries or some of the most happy countries. And what you often find is that the top 10 is typically dominated with some of the more poor countries. And it, it lets you know that gratitude is holistic it has nothing to do with your money your yeah. socioeconomic status it has more to do with the way that you treat people the way that you treat others that really that really helps you understand what gratitude is so i have to ask what are you grateful for today ah good question what are you grateful for today people but what am I grateful for today? Again, another day to be alive, you know? Uh, as I grow and as I age, <laughs> unfortunately, I experience life in a way where I see people who go to bed and don't wake up the following morning. And yeah. so for me, that was really a wake-up call to just be grateful to be able to wake up another morning, another morning, another morning. And you know, actually, because I'm grateful and I realized the, the, the chance that I had to wake up like one more morning, like it to be grateful for, like it just set up, it changed the vibe for my entire day. And it's when you are grateful from early morning, it set up the tone for your entire day. But uh, uh, Robert, I wanna say something and I wanna give a concrete example of what you just mentioned. You know, I like gratitude took another sense when I moved. So I used to, to live in Jamaica, to live and work in Jamaica, far away from the all-inclusive hotel, really in town, Kingstown, in a popular neighborhood. 
And what really uh, caught my attention is that people, as poor as they could be, every day, they were so thankful. And they were so, so thankful to God for being alive, for, you know, uh, enjoying life, for dancing, for having a little food to put on the table. And I was like, wow, look at this. These people, for a lot of them, is challenging. They have like very little, but they are like so happy. I have never seen in my life people, like happier people than Jamaican people in Jamaica. That's, that was amazing. So now my question to you, Robert, is what are you grateful for? So you know what? Here's what I'm grateful for. And I'm grateful for this every day. I am grateful every day that I wake up and I'm not dead. Same, 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 same here. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's, here's what's really interesting, though. And I know in the Western world, we, we tend to look at things a little bit different. And sometimes I think the way we look at things is wrong. So mm -hmm. I remember, Doreen, I remember in 2001, I bought my first home. It was a small condo and I loved it. I mean, it to me, it was the best thing ever. It was close to the beach. It was in, you know, mm -hmm. Florida in the sun and the fun. And I remember I invited some people over and I'm a, I've always been a minimalistic kind of guy. I don't like a lot of stuff. I don't like a lot of things. And I remember the way I had it decorated, it was very plain and it was very neat and tidy, but I didn't have a whole bunch of stuff on the wall and I didn't have a bunch of decorations up. It was very plain. Now, I really love this place. And I remember some people walked into my home, my home now, walked in and they looked around and said, you know, you've got to put some paintings on the wall and you've got to be do this and you've got to do that. And why did you only buy a two bedroom place? That doesn't make sense. And you don't even have a backyard and you don't have this and you don't have that. And I started thinking, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm happy with the home that I have. I'm happy that I could afford it. I'm happy that I actually purchased it. I'm happy that it's mine. I'm happy to be in it. And I'm also happy to be in a space where I can kick your butt out. So, <laughs> I, so in, in all seriousness, I, I actually did ask them to leave my place because that was my place of peace and they came in and interrupted it. But also one thing I noticed in the conversation, someone tried to, someone tried to take my appreciation and compare it to complacency as if I was stuck and not wanting for a bigger home or something mm. bigger and better instead of just appreciating what I had. I so what see. I want to ask you is, do you think that there is a correlation between appreciation and complacency? Because I can tell you, I don't think so. I think that you can appreciate what you have right now and still work for something better. But what are your thoughts on that? That That's interesting. And I think they are not related again, because like you can live a life a minimalist life that's a choice and that's a preference but it doesn't mean that you settle for little you can have big ambition you can have like and let's take an example and what's his name um and i won't remember his name one of the richest guys in the world warren buffett warren buffett he still drives his like car the same car he has been driving the same car for the what the last 20 30 years like it's an old car like old car 
and he lives in the same house with his yep. wife. And I watch a documentary about him every morning. He has the same breakfast and he doesn't spend more than one dollar or something on a, on a McDonald's breakfast. So he lives a minimalist life and he's happy with this life. So now does it mean that he's complacent? Not at all. He's one of the biggest fortune in the world, right? Yep. So no, and I mean like the lifestyle that you choose and the lifestyle that you choose doesn't have to like reflect the level of wealth that you have, first of all, or doesn't have to be in accordance to what society expects to you to live like the, the way you, your lifestyle shouldn't be like society expected you to have because you know when you are wealthy then you should be driving a Lamborghini then you should be having a big house with a pool and the backyard and you can be wealthy and not wanting all of this and that's fine yeah exactly I'll take it a step further not only do I believe that uh, having an attitude of gratitude has nothing to do with complacency. I think it actually helps you with goal setting because when you appreciate where you are now, the first step in setting a goal is determining where you are now, right? Mm -hmm. What a lot of people do, people who are ungrateful, what a lot of ungrateful people do is they wish for that thing that they want to see in the future, but yeah. they don't even understand where they are right now and they can't even appreciate what they have right now. Ooh. See, when I see someone that can't appreciate where they are right now, I know that they aren't going to appreciate that thing that they're striving for in the future. And what's going to happen is they're going to live their life doing what I call chasing a happy high because they think the next thing is going to make them happy when they didn't realize what made them happy was what they already had sitting right there with them. And so they spend their life chasing that high. It really is like someone who's addicted to drugs. That's really what happens. They say that that first high is the one that's the ultimate. And you spend the rest of your time trying to chase that down and you never, ever achieve it. That's that's very true. You know, you, you like some and you see it like some people, they are like like from the outside and on paper, they have like checkmarked all this, the case, like, you know, to be successful, to be considered as successful and they showcase that they have succeeded in life and they end up like killing themselves or being depressed or being unhappy despite all the success that they have accumulated. Again, I do believe, and as you, you, you say it, Rob, there is no correlation between external success or material success and the life that you choose to live. So now before we dive, we go further into the conversation, let's take a look at the comment because I see uh, uh, it is spending a lot of things among you uh, <laughs> people. So we were talking about the snow earlier. We have Brutus who says, I don't like walking in the snow. Oh, yes. Like, it, it, it's, it's painful. It's painful. And thank you everyone who is joining, saying hi. Um, here, uh, Elia says, I'm grateful for my life and for my kids. Yes, thank you. We have another message here from Farah Lawrence who says, grateful for being healthy for my family and kids and grateful for a home and food. I know she wanted to say food and safety. Yes. Which is, if you look at the, 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 the Maslow pyramid, right? Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar, the Maslow pyramid is basically, basically a pyramid where you have the seven levels of um, of uh, well-being, of success, and all of this. And the base, the base is really the basics, like having food, 
<laughs> being healthy, uh, having a, a, a roof on your head. So those are the things that makes us happy. Then we are looking for more, for more, for more, and there is nothing wrong about it. But I think it becomes unhealthy when you start chasing more and more and more when you are not even, even being able to see, as you said, Rob, again, like what you have is already a strong base, a solid base to make you happy on a daily basis. And uh, Milushka here says the happiest people are the ones that love who they are and what they have. Our friend Nick, gratitude is being humble, no matter how wealthy you are, as long as you are humble in all things. Hmm. What do you think about it, Robert? I think um, I think humbleness is a component of gratitude. Definitely. It is definitely. And, it, and it, again, it doesn't matter how rich or poor you are. You can be happy with what you have. So I'll tell you another story. So I was out um, recently and I saw a child and a mother and the child had to be between like nine and 11 years old. Child was playing on the iPad and the iPad somehow got, you know, stuck or something was wrong. You know how computers do all the time. Something messes up. Right. The child looked at the mom and said, mom, I hate this stupid iPad. The mother said, yeah, I know, right? The mother said, well, darling, not everyone can afford an iPad. The child threw the iPad on the ground. Yeah. Now, the mother picked the iPad up and said to the child, you need to be careful with this because, again, not everyone can afford an iPad understand that's an ungrateful child that's going to grow up to be an ungrateful adult no matter how much or how little that person has they aren't going to appreciate anything and that to me is one of the downfalls of not being grateful and not being taught to be grateful with what you have you tend to um underplay the abilities of others the emotions of others the perception the feelings you, you tend to not value others as much as you should when you don't have an attitude of gratitude so do you think that the way kids are raised based on their circumstances can have an impact on how grateful they are when they become adults oh absolutely 100 and we're seeing it now in society and 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 some of it some of it, you understand that parents wanted to give kids things that they didn't have, mm. but life is like a pendulum. Whenever something new is introduced, you always hit one side of the pendulum where you're either doing too much or too little. Then you kind of go back the other way and then you have to settle in and, and somehow get right in the middle. And I think we bounced on two different ends of the pendulum for quite some time. Because if you think about, so my generation, we grew up without a lot because there wasn't a lot. There was no cable television. There were no wow. computers. So you had to use your imagination. You had to go outside. You had to, so you, you appreciated the air that you were breathing. You appreciated that bike that you got for Christmas because you knew your parents spent their last dime to get you that bike. Nowadays, people tend to get a lot of things that they need. And so Maslow, again, when your needs are taken care of, people start to focus on the wants. Now it's so bad that some people convert needs uh, convert wants into, Want needs. into needs yeah true. yeah yeah true and actually it resonates a, a, a lot with with the, the people in our audience we have more messages uh, from Amal who says you have to be grateful in our life no matter how it is yes 
and here like uh elia like as you believe that like humble like being humble humility and gratitude are like married together and our friend Vernon says, I'm really enjoying this conversation. So Vernon, tell us, what do you think about gratitude? Do you think it's like something like really that we should, should, is it something that we should teach to kids in school? And I start believing that, yes, when I see where we are heading as a society, okay, like I feel like we are losing track of what, what matters, you know, what's important and what should be included like in in our education in order for us to uh, like to build a strong base again and to realize that okay you know this is what i have this is what because in north america and that i was shocked actually when i came across this study uh, robert the uh, north america so canada and the us combined okay they have the highest level of uh, mental health um disease and um how we say and people who commit suicide yes and i'm like that's interesting because from the outside and so here i'm sharing my perspective on north america from an outside point of view okay we see we see north america like it's it's the the the, the country of the capitalism okay People, that's what we see from the outside, are able to afford and to pay everything they want, either on a credit card, on a line of credit, or whatever the situation is. People, they accumulate, they accumulate, and they do this, and they do that, and they do these things in big and all of this. And we're like, wow, that's amazing. Those people, like, must, like they live their life, like, to the fullest, <laughs> right? From an outside point of view, again. And then I moved here. And I realized that, oh, okay, so but all these people, they have all those things, but they are not happy. Yeah, well, the biggest problem is they're missing the one thing that actually makes you happy. And that's a society where people value one another for who they are, where they are, and how they are. See, for the most part, we value people for what they have. We don't necessarily True. value people for who they are. And that's what's been missing. But if you think about it, if you look at the Western society, we've taken a lot of stuff away that was really good in the world. Like we've broken down the family structure. Yeah. We've broken down communities. Like when the neighborhood that I grew up in, I knew my next door neighbors. I spent time with them. Heck, if I got in trouble at school, the teacher not only would call my parents. However, by the time I got home, each neighbor's house that I stopped at would have known about it and would have reprimanded me. So they were, to that extent, in charge of help building a better me as a little human being growing up. What we do now is we only focus on our family independently and we don't try to build our community up. And so what you have is people who are ungrateful when it comes to the, um, the things that other people can bring into your lives. We're very yeah. selfish in the way that we operate. So yeah, that that's very true. Yeah, and and Roberto says what you're saying, Robert, is true. Gratitude is a sort of appreciation. People don't appreciate that much. Some top executives are not grateful enough to their employee, which which is very true. And last week we talked about kindness in the workplace. And Farah says, I believe people have difficulty coping. We need to teach children how to cope. And yes. 
And yes. uh, Nick says, today's kids take things for granted, not like our older generation. We were grateful for simple things like ice cream. We had to do chores to earn what we wanted. And actually, even though I'm not that old, I, re I'm, I come from a, a very uh, humble background. And I remember the day my mom told me, I will take you to the store and you will be able to buy one pant and one as sweatshirt. Yeah. This... As of today, I remember exactly what I picked. I remember, the. I can feel the feeling I had that day because I was so impressed that my mama had said she was a single mom, you know, so it wasn't easy. I had three meals a day, she didn't. But the day she told me, let's go to the store and you will buy one sweatshirt and one pant. It made me so, so happy. You can't even believe it. And, and um, you know, so those kind of things, like they do matters because then when you realize that I have a, a closet full of clothes, I'm like, wow, that's, I'm grateful for what I was able to, <laughs> to, to achieve. Well, and, and I'll tell you this, this thing, it, it started slow, but you can see how we've removed gratitude from society. And I, I'll give you a, a real big example based on what's happening now in the world. If you look, so we had this global pandemic that has happened. Now, if the world operated the way that it did many, many years ago, what you would see is you would have seen companies saying to people, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to put a pause on your mortgage payment and on your house note and things like that. You still have to pay it, but we're going to tack it on to the end and we're going to do it willingly without any pressure or help from the government. But what we saw instead was governments coming in and mandating those things to happen. So companies didn't necessarily appreciate the customers because we're just a number. Now, some people actually took advantage of the time period that we were in as well and overstayed their welcome in certain places. They didn't appreciate the graciousness from their landlords, you know. So yeah. we've kind of commercialized gratitude. We've taken it away and made it this uh, thing where... Once a year, you celebrate a holiday, and that's how you show gratitude instead of showing it every single day based on your actions. We now show it on gifts. I mean, we just celebrated, or, or not celebrated, but we just had Black Friday in the U.S., and it's Black Friday historically because that's the time period when companies move from being in the red, losing money, to being in the black. That's historically what it ah, meant. Oh, I didn't know that. Called black Friday. So think about this. Once a year... You buy people a bunch of gifts to show them how much you appreciate them while corporations become rich. Instead of just waking up every day, looking at your friends in your neighborhood, your family and saying, I appreciate you. Yeah. And so, you know, I would like actually to share with you a couple of ways that you can cultivate gratitude on a daily basis so you don't have to wait for thanksgiving or for the holiday season people <laughs> okay so here are like a, a write a thank you note so at the end of the year even though you know it's it's business oriented but i love and i take genuine pleasure writing thank you notes and sending them to my clients past clients partners and so on I find a lot of joy in writing thank you notes to them, right? And so I do it at the end of the year, but that's something that you can do on, on, on like on a weekly basis or maybe once a month. Once a month, you can decide, you know, to send a, a thank you note 
to the, the, the people you surround yourself with, the people in your life who make you feel good. Oh, I like this one. Hmm, I think I will implement it too. <laughs> um, thank someone mentally. No time to write. Okay, you live the busy life, so you just can say thank you. Send a text message. Just say thank you. I want to thank you for being you. It takes you literally two, three seconds, and that's it. That's all. Okay. Um, another one, if you if you like writing, you know, and I know a lot of people like doing it. I'm not the kind of this kind of person, but you can keep a gratitude journal, you know, where you just say like the little things for what you are still grateful for at the end of the day before you go to bed. How powerful is that? And um, I'm not going to dive into uh, meditation and all of this, but one last that I would like to share with you is to count your blessings. Count your blessings. You already have so many of them. So you just have to count them and realize how blessed you are. So what do you do, Robert, to cultivate uh, um, uh, gratitude? You know, it, it's it's very odd that you say that, that you asked me that after saying your list. What I do is when people do things that I really appreciate, I literally say, I appreciate you. I oftentimes don't say thank you. And I think I said this before yeah. to someone um, live on LinkedIn. It may have been one of our shows, but I typically don't say thank you a whole lot. I say, I appreciate you. And someone brought it to my attention. One of my good friends, he asked me, he said, hey, man, why do you always say I appreciate you? And I just I told him, I said, because I do like I, I really do. And I'm it's not one of those things that just rolls off the tongue like thank you does. You just say it and it may not mean anything, you know, and it's even the small thing. Someone might do something very small to me and I'll just send them a text. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. And as we are having this conversation, I just received a text message from someone telling me, thank you for being in my life. So ah. thank you. See how powerful is that? How beautiful is that? So, uh, yes. So let me look at the few comments before we wrap up this conversation, especially handwritten notes and cards are personalized. Yeah, you know, like in a digital world, in a world where we don't get to interact with people the way we used to, just like like step a little like step back from the digital world and go back to the basics writing a text which is like kind of digital but write a letter write a thank you note just like a smiley whatever you know but we need that as humans if as a society we do believe that we don't need those little things we are wrong and we see it people are more isolated now than ever before this is crazy mm -hmm. you don't even know your neighbors do you know your neighbors do you know their names do you know what they do for a living like you know those kind of simple things that used to be common sense back in time and i feel old when i say that even though i'm not old but it, like we shouldn't <laughs> right like, it was a couple of years ago i remember when i was back in france like and uh, people would call me by the windows just by the windows and say, hey, I have extra food. Do you want to come and grab the food? You know, like, just like those simple things. And again, I come from a very Latin culture. So uh, sometimes I, 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 I miss, you know, those, those kind of interaction and just like being grateful or for someone who 
like let's say like our grandma in our neighborhood who has a new uh, grandson or granddaughter, she would just like bake food, bake cookies or cook food and she would share it with us because she wanted to share her happiness, right? So yeah, let's go back to the basics. You know, let's be grateful for all that we have. Even if you think that it's very little, this very little to you is much more than someone else. So count your blessings. Yep. Absolutely. So we wrap up the session for today. Uh, Rob, what do you want to say before we wrap up? What do you want to say to our beautiful uh, audience and community members? You know, the last thing I would say is have an attitude of gratitude. And I know that sounds cliche, but being gracious and having gratitude can save your life and it can make your life much more happy. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.